mortgages can be a dry subject. So here's your oasis in the desert. It's the podcast that will get you talking and thinking, or more likely drinking. The Lennon to his McCartney, the Bird to his Ernie. It's the one and only Mortgage Stew and his sidekick Martin at the LM Experience. Hi there, it's um, episode 15 of the LM Experience, and I'm here today with Martin Stewart. Hi Martin. Uh, hello Stuart, how are you? I'm good, thank you, yourself? Yeah, fine, how was your summer break? Very good. You survived it? Action packed. Yeah, lots of ice creams, looks like it. Yeah, quite yeah. a few. Yeah. <laughs> it was um, low fat ice cream as normal. Obviously, yeah. obviously. Well here we are, you know, it's been a good sort of six weeks off and we're back in, uh, back in the world of podcasts. Uh, anything interesting in the news today before we start off? Uh, just some inflation stats have just come out, which right. indicates in August. Uh, inflation's gone up to 2.7%. Oh, dear. Whereas they're estimating 24 Oh, we know what's going to happen now, don't we? Yeah, that'll fill some column inches in, in the newspapers and online for a few days. You've got an idea where the base rate's going? Not a clue. Not an idea. No, um, Carney. <laughs> yeah, probably the same. Um, unlikely, I would think, for us to see anything now, at least until after the Brexit date. Uh, oh, let's not get on to that now. Right, listen, let's crack on, because we've got, we've got an interesting guest first off today. We've got Mr. John Tweed, Head of Intermediary Sales at One Family down there in Brighton. Good morning, John. Good morning, gentlemen. How are you? Uh, we're fine. Morning, Thank John. you very much for coming along today. Now, listen, John, what, what we thought we'd do with you today is uh, sort of invite you in, because... Um, We've done a couple of previous podcasts where we've talked mm-hmm. about later life lending uh, and, and the aging uh, population, uh, and it got a lot of interest from from listeners. We had loads of questions in when we had, mm-hmm. uh, people on previously speaking about it, um, uh, and we thought it'd be good to get you on because you're quite. An, uh, is it fair to say you're a new brand in in the industry or a merger Absolutely. of previous brands? Because you called one family. Uh, yeah. Let's not confuse you with one savings bank or or, or, or family building society, family as we very often uh, okay. as we very often sit next to in uh, exhibitions. <laughs> well, look, why don't you just just tell us about yourself? Tell us about one family. What's going on? Yeah, well, one family. We we uh, okay. It was a merger of um, family investments and Engage Mutual um, a few years back. And I think the important thing for me, I came on uh, and, and started working for uh, one family uh, to set up their um, their subsidiary for, for lifetime mortgages. Right. It was seen as a as a central plank for growth going forward that they could see from a strategy viewpoint, uh, lifetime mortgages lending into later life was going to be an increase in. Obviously, we can all see that there's an aging population. Um, and definitely from us as a, as a company, that, you know, we, we try to live live and breathe. And yes, it could be a bit of a cliche that, you know, we're there, to, our products are for the family. What we're trying to do uh, as a company that's trying to innovate within this market, we're actually trying to look at products where we can help families throughout the generations, mm-hmm. you know. And part of that is obviously my expertise within the lifetime mortgage market. What, what, what is your, what's your backstory then, John? My background is uh, from 2001, I, I, I entered Equity Release, um, and that was for uh, one, one of the, the founding specialists, uh, lenders, uh, which was Junior Hodge Bank, or Hodge Lifetime as they are, as they are today. Mm-hmm. So 2001, I was sales director until, uh, until two and a half years ago. What, what was the market like back in 2001? Because that was probably in its infancy back uh, then. I don't but, even remember back in no, 2001 abs- people talking about it. Absolutely. The reality was, it, 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 was, it was a cottage industry. Um, 
you know, back in those days, it, it was still seen, we, we were still getting over it. And, you know, even today, to an extent, we're still getting over mm-hmm. the, the legacy of the 80s. Mm-hmm. So we talk yeah. in the 80s when, yeah. you know, products didn't have the design, the protections, which have been in since 1991 and since yeah. the, the formation of SHIP, which I'm sure we'll, 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 press, yeah. or we'll talk more about. So back in those days, it, it was purely about getting the message out there that these products were, you know, were safe. Um, and it was moving from... It was moving from the days when it was customers, particularly the cash poise rich, which is the traditional equities customer, which is still there today. But it was traditionally those people who would be taken out looking for small lumps, lump sums to supplement income, mm-hmm. as an example. Whereas, you know, once, it, and, and, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll give a shout to one of our competitors, Aviva. It was Aviva brought the first lifetime mortgage on, and which in essence started the, the lump sum mortgage market which was is it, where we are today was there a mm-hmm. reputational issue do you think when you, when you talk about like the, the legacy of the 80s when you come in into that was it was it um, because it, <clears throat> our industry evolves all the time with legacy Absolutely. issues and every every new wave comes through mm-hmm. kind of tidies up the, the mistakes of the previous kind of generation did you have that in in equity release what was the market like in terms of you know uh, what, what resistance did you have from the consumer Absolutely, and I, and I would say for us coming from an intermediate background, you know, the starting point would have been would have been a resistance from the advisor before we even got to the consumer. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It was very much, and you know, even today we we, we are inching towards mainstream. And you know, and I, th- I think that's only one way that can go. Mm. Um, but back in the the early days, or my early days in, to, in the early two thousands, it was very much. There was only a, there was a handful of smaller small specialists, and they're larger today, but they were small at that time. Um, and it was only one or two advisors that we were getting involved with. You know, as an as an example, you know, if we give a presentation today, you might get fifty to sixty advisors, depending on the on the content. Back then, if you you were lucky to get four or five in a hotel room. In the nicest possible way. <laughs> <laughs> you're probably still getting a hotel room now. Well, you probably, you probably, free lunch. you probably could. You probably yeah. could. Yeah. yeah. I think that's the thing because certainly from a um, an advisor's sort of perspective as well, it, it's actually kind of, for a certain extent, some advisors and I include myself in this mm. are in a position where we've been um, watching that area of the market develop to a certain extent, and, and so the, the voices were heard, weren't they? Good sort of five years ago yeah. that there needed to be far more options out there for borrowers, certainly in relation to people who had a interest-only mortgage that was arranged 15, 20 years ago. Yeah, absolutely. That needed that follow-on option. And I think that's where certainly now more advisors are more engaged in widening and, their job in, in a way to be on... To yes, uh, I totally agree. And, you know, j- just adding a bit of my previous experience in... And, you know, I was also on the board of, say, from Income Plans, SHIP, and during the transformation of SHIP moving to the Equities Council, which then widened the appeal, widened the, the, the membership, mm-hmm. that you know all, all interested parties could be involved in the trade, in this trade body, and help shape you know, where we are today and mm-hmm. where we're going in the future. So I think from the viewpoint, I absolutely agree that there was, that there was a stigma. Um, SHIP, you know, bringing in the, the, the rules and governance around product design uh, has actually taken that criticism away. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's led to the growth in the market as of today. Absolutely. 
You know, it, it's, you know, we, I think Ship laid the foundations and now we're taking it forward to, to become a mainstream product. Yeah, which I think is fair. It's pretty much the same on the, on the traditional residential mortgage side. Yeah. You know, we came into the 90s with lots of legacy from the 80s and yes, yeah, through yeah. various waves of regulation. We're, we're in a very good place now, I think, as an industry. And I think it's pretty... Yeah, f- I agree. Same for, for the later life. Yes. What, what's the average client look like for, for one family? Have you got like a demographic? Have you got a profile well, of uh, the people d- that come d- to you? D- yeah, and, and do you know what's interesting? I, I come back to what, what, what does one family stand for? Now, a number of our customers, and, and, and this is pretty something that, that uh, still in the general market, if you're not involved in lifetime in the lifetime mortgage market, a number of our customers, last year as an example, um, there, was a, there was a fair percentage of our customers, I'm talking between 10 and 15% of our customers, were using our products for house purchase. Right. Which again... It's starting to then look like the customer that could be the residential customer. Mm. Mm-hmm. Whereas in the past, you know, I, I, we, we've definitely grown up in very, very different silos. You know, the equity release market has definitely had a different advisor, different portals, different advice. Whereas the residential, different portals, you know, and this has always been, how do we join those two silos yeah. up? Yeah. For anybody over 55, how do we join those two? It's quite fragmented, two, isn't it? It's fragmented. Yeah. Mm. And... That's changing a lot, you know, and that's changing a lot from the viewpoint of product design, you know. So I go back then to, you know, what's our, what's our customer? You know, our average customer is mid to late 60s, um, slightly higher net worth than, you know, the, the, the average loan we release is around 100,000. Okay. Um, and a lot of those customers are, are gifting to next of kin. Mm-hmm. And again, I, th- I think so it's, it's filtering the wealth down. It's to, filtering the wealth. And yeah. Again, we talk the intergenerational. How we look to you know how are we trying to help our customers, help the the generations before yeah. and coming forward. And your business is is it? Are you direct to consumer? Are you um, broker introduced only? Are you hybrid? We, you just I, take- I'm as as in my title. You know, I'm head of intermediary sales. That's a big part of our business. We have recently launched um, a direct to consumer, a, a, yeah. an advised service, which again, as you'd expect from a regulatory viewpoint, is, is you know separate to me. It's not no involvement for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, that's relatively new this year. So that'll be seen how that uh, that pans out. And again, this is for us offering choice. Yeah. You know, yeah. One thing I, I would say for our, from our viewpoint, and that's from a market viewpoint, and from you know what our offering is, that one word choice. You know, whether that's product or service. I think I think personally, and I don't know if you agree with me, Steve, but the consumer wants choice now. Totally. Uh, whereas yeah. in the old days, they would they would select a product. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's not that doesn't work anymore now. I don't think for the modern day. Borrowing. No, I agree. They want a, a myriad of, of choice. They want an understanding of what yeah. that, that choice means, the implications of that choice. Uh, and, you know, what's the exit route? What's the escape plan? And I think you alluded to it a moment ago, Stu, is that the, the first charge world lent an awful lot of money to the consumer yeah. and then removed the ladder when it came to the end of the mortgage term. Well, I think the thing is, at the time when it was being done, it was a situation where lenders had their own individual policies on how to deal with for example, maturing interest-only deals. Yeah, absolutely. Some would extend them mm-hmm. at the time, whereas certainly I've seen in the last 18 months to two years where the sentiment from high street lenders has changed dramatically to mm-hmm. those borrowers who are maturing. And some of the pressures I've seen some of my clients be put under by them, including monthly phone calls to see how the estate agent are getting on with selling the property even. Yeah, yeah, that's a big seismic change for how things used yeah, to be. Yeah, I've heard, I've heard anecdotally very similar things from large high street residential lenders. But I think that's where the element of advice comes in, mm. in terms of saying to clients that we all have, these options are all out there for you to 
for you to I, be able to benefit from now. I, 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 and, and from my own viewpoint, and, and you know, you're looking at the uh, the reoms as well as we'll look to as another option within the later life lending sphere. And just quickly, I'll add in there. You know, from my viewpoint, lifetime mortgages or slash equity releases, as we would call them. Um, that's part to me of the umbrella of later mm-hmm. life lending. So whether that's retirement mortgages, interest only, you know, some of the the, the traditional residential mortgages that are available mm-hmm. to age ninety, ninety nine, etc. And I think going forward, the challenge is going to be how do we, and particularly from an advisor viewpoint, how do we advise on that on on all these products mm-hmm. which are slightly different. And you know, and definitely bringing the reams in, which is which is probably a good move from the FCA. They've 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 sort of backtracked on on you know one of the one of the routes they've closed. Mm-hmm. So to me, that's another it comes back to choice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which, there's a, there is a risk of information overload as totally, well, isn't there? For totally the, for, for the end user. Um, it's hard enough for the broker to keep up to date with this stuff, and and the client might only engage once every five or ten years, and they'll have a preconceived idea of what the information would be based on what they did ten years ago, not realising how much has moved on in the meantime. I, I think as well as there's a certain preconceived idea dependent on what potential borrowers see, and I think sometimes, I mean, I don't know how often you've done it, but sometimes if I've been working from home, for example, for an afternoon, having a break and just flicking through the TV channels during the day, sometimes the amount of advertising which is obviously directed at a certain demographic you could understand how sometimes with it they could feel as if they're overloaded not necessarily with the clearest information that they it might yeah d- d- data, daytime tv is a is a word <laughs> it's itself just, isn't it not carol vorderman again is it? <laughs> no but but it is it's just it just it's amazing if you don't because day to day if you just watch your tv in the evenings for example it's totally different yeah a dynamic to it completely. Very much so. Okay. Uh, you know, and I, th- I think, c- to me, again, it comes back down to, to signposting. And already we're seeing, you know, even, even, you know, with new products coming on, it's what's right for the customer. Is it a lifetime mm-hmm. mortgage? Is it is it a residential? Is, is it one of the reoms coming out now? And, and I still think the real market is, is it's early days, obviously. So I think that's going to develop over the next few years. And we'll see, you know, our product's going to become more competitive as, you know, Nationwide, as an example, have, uh, have suggested they're going to be coming into it. So that'll be interesting to see where that goes. However, then, from the advice side, it's, it's all about then deciding for the customer what's right. So... Okay, Rheom sounds fabulous and it's pretty going to, you know, at the moment they're lower rates, slightly lower, even though rates have come down significantly on the lifetime mortgage. So I think very importantly, it's then, okay, you've got to have affordability for life or until you redeem that mortgage, which quite, quite likely. It's heavily underwritten from what I've seen. Heavily underwritten, absolutely. So it's coming down to then, you know, and and this is when what what customers suit you to what sort of product, you know. So the lifetime mortgage, you know, now we've brought in, you know, features such as, interest payment we bought mm-hmm. in capital and interest payments you know not just us we we, we offer those products in one family um the interest paying product again has proved fairly popular mm-hmm. you know because again it's not an, it's not no affordability assessment you know again yes because you can roll up at any stage with that and you can actually switch it to what we call a voluntary repayment so that would mean we want to stop making the the discipline payments monthly we've decided now our circumstances have changed mm-hmm. But we still might want to be making payments because one of the criticisms has always been of equity release of compounding interest. Yeah. So then you've got again, it's back to the wider yeah. choice for, it's for the cho- borrower. It's choice again, again isn't it? because again, and a lot of flexibility. Mm. And fle- absolute flexibility. And again, I'll go just just one 
just one further point on the compounded interest, because I've seen that as one of the criticisms. You know, it's expensive because of compounded interest, but compounded interest is a choice. You know, mm-hmm. so the customer doesn't have to be. You know, the options are there, and in the last five years, the significant changes within within the, the product design within the market that of, of what's been offered. Yeah, certainly. Is it just just to, to kind of wrap this up a little bit? I mean, mm. it's, uh, what worries me is that there's a lot of brokers now who who look at uh, equity release and later life lending as some sort of gold rush, mm-hmm. and I've seen a vast amount of people suddenly get qualified very very quickly from a standing start who now consider themselves to be equity release advisors. Um, does that does that not a, a, a red flag? Is it not a risk that there's going to be a lot of it, it, people without the experience, plenty of qualifications, but no experience speaking to quite vulnerable people? It it it, it is. And, but what I would say, providers, and that's one family and, and most of the others, put a lot of effort with our, with our business development teams into working with networks, working with the mortgage clubs, and whether they're specific equity release clubs or they're the more traditional mm-hmm. uh, mortgage clubs. We do a lot of work offering roundtables and, and training education, sessions. Yeah. yeah, and ed- education for these brokers. So there's no... It, 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 it's a risk, but it's, it's a risk that it's a managed is risk. managed, yeah. absolutely. Mm-hmm. So it's very important from our viewpoint, you know, from a conduct risk viewpoint, that we are helping as much as we possibly can. Anybody coming into the market, and that starts with us, as an example, you know, anybody who first registers with us, they're offered, you know, as much help and support as we possibly can provide. Well, it sounds to me that you've got a very good, flexible product that I wasn't actually aware of, so I'm glad you came on and explained that to us um, today, John. So if anyone's listening, which I'm sure there's 10 to 15,000 brokers listening in right now, what do they need to do to to engage with, uh, with... with, with your brand, with one family, it's re- it's it, it's really getting getting in touch with with with, with my team, which is uh, you know you onefamilyadvisor dot com. Come onto the website. Um, there's telephone numbers there. You can get hold of us, and um, we'd be very happy to to talk and help as much as we possibly can. Good. There's, we've got we offer a lot of webinars. Yep. Going forward, well, so, CPD, uh, CPD, yeah. yeah. So I whether that's on that, whether yeah. that's service or underwriting or on the products. So, Brilliant. and we're always out and about. You know, Good. we're out at various events. So, uh, we'd love to love to see your uh, listeners. Good. Fantastic. Well, brilliant. Well, John, thank you very, very much for that. We would like to finish on a, uh, on a personal question. Have you got a, you got a football team of any uh, particular choice or colour that you, you want to... Well, I'll have, to, Welsh, be, I'll have to be honest, being Welsh, yeah. Well, <laughs> but I did follow Chelsea with my son. Right. Um, because okay. a typical teen son went for one of the big ones, Chelsea was. So until last year, yes, I was dragged. Just for listeners, I'm sure they can pick the accent up. I'm from <laughs> Cardiff, um, even though I'm, I'm based in, in, in London. So we were often back in London on the weekends watching Chelsea or Mid or midweek uh, as a typical team he's now decided he's gone to a different blue oh, which city. is Cardiff oh City oh he's gone out so, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Days yeah. For that. so yeah so he's now he's now going closer to home so a uh, bit easier bit easier travel for absolutely, me absolutely absolutely probably better football I would argue as well. Oh, uh, we'll see on that one and on that bombshell listen that's the end of episode 15 15 John thank you very much for your time um, thank you John. really useful stuff uh, uh, Stu uh, anything else to add yeah also as well if you'd like to send us in questions for future guests um, or to suggest future guests Yes, you can do so through our Twitter feed. It's at the LM Experience on Twitter, and uh, we'll hopefully then be able to utilise one of your questions or one of your suggested guests in a future episode. Um, so we'll be back soon with more guests for you to listen to. Excellent. Thanks very much. Thank you, John. Thanks, Jim. Thank you, Bill. Thank you. Thanks for listening, and please subscribe and follow us on Twitter. And remember, there ain't no party like a highly regulated mortgage party, and your home may be repossessed if you do not keep up repayments on a mortgage or any other debt secured on it.